This is Kathleen Maxwell Randy with The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life, and I appreciate you joining me today. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. For more information about me, published newspaper articles, to contact me to speak in your area or purchase my new book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, visit my website at www.kathleenmaxwellrandy.com. This podcast reaches around the world with listeners in 27 countries thanks to the one-time and monthly gifts from people just like you. If you want to give, simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the Follow button and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. And leave me a comment. Enjoy the podcast. Well, welcome friends from all over to the Kathleen Maxwell Ramby podcast, The Gathering, Bringing God into Everyday Life. And as we begin today, I just want to give a shout out to some of the countries that have been listening. Um, I appreciate you. Let's see, New Zealand and Spain and Malaysia, as well as people in the UK, and all over so i really appreciate it and all my friends here in the united states of america today i want to talk to you about something that i think is very important in life and it's boundaries Um, you know years ago god began to teach me about boundaries and i had no clue what they were Um, in fact it was kind of funny my sister had told me one day, she said, uh, you know, I really think you need to read this book. It's called Boundaries. And I said, yeah, okay. You know, I I wasn't really interested and was just really kind of busy at the time, so I didn't do it. And then a number of years later, this book, Boundaries by Cloud and Townsend, which I would highly recommend, uh, became a required read for my job in social work. And to be a national trainer. So I read the book and it began to change my life. And I want to tell you a story about boundaries, but first I want to talk a little bit about boundaries and what they are. Because I think they're very important in everyday life. And in fact, in the last several weeks, I have found myself talking to a number of people that have come to me for help. And we've talked about boundaries and how they need to put them in place and how they protect us. So what is a boundary? Well, a boundary defines what is mine and what is not. A boundary defines what is someone else's space and responsibility and what's in my space and responsibility. And, you know, boundaries in the natural define when you think of property lines, they define what's mine and what's my neighbor's. We have some property and there are property lines. In fact, um, there are fences around our property and it defines what is ours and what is not. Um, And you know, even in close friendships, uh, I wouldn't go in and just walk into my friend's house I would knock, or if I need to borrow something, I would call and say, hey, can I go pick up your, you know, casserole dish? I need to borrow it. You have a large one. I wouldn't just walk in her house without asking. And that's because there's a respect. That's her property. 
it's not mine. And so boundaries bring respect into relationships. And so I really want to stress that because it's so important. And we should have boundaries in place in our life. And we should also respect other people's boundaries too. Um, just an example in relationships. These are a couple that I thought of. You know, when I was raising my kids, it was my responsibility to correct them, to discipline them, to train them, to teach them about the Lord, to clothe them, to feed them. It was my responsibility to do those things, my husband and mine. Um, my kids are grown up now, and I have a respect for them. They all are married. And it is not my job anymore to correct or my responsibility to correct my adult children if I don't agree with them on something. And you know, that doesn't mean we can't ever talk about things. Sometimes when I see something that I think might be helpful to them, I might ask, you know, is it okay if I speak into your life? I ask permission versus just telling them um, point blank those things because if there's a respect there's a respect there my job is my job is over in that capacity you know, with my grandkids when my children are here and my grandkids are here it's not my responsibility to correct my grandkids it's their parents responsibility and i respect that now if i'm babysitting my grandkids and i have them in my my space, so to speak, and I have responsibility of keeping them while their parents are away, then yes, I do correct them. I do address things with them. And so hopefully that'll give you a picture of what I'm talking about in boundaries. Um, we need boundaries to protect. Why do we need boundaries? We need them to protect the things we love and the things that are important to us. Uh, it's very important in everyday relationships. Boundaries are important in marriage. They're important in friendships. They're important in business and in, and in the workplace. And I want to talk extensively about boundaries. But today I'm going to just jump in with one, one podcast. And I'll probably have to continue this several other times. But what happens in our life if we don't establish boundaries? Well, what happens is we lose power and we get worn out and we carry too much. And I speak from experience on this. Um, we let other people dictate our life when we let them put their responsibility on us. Have you ever had somebody come and they just try to make you feel guilty if you don't do something? Oftentimes people that are, are really good at not taking on their responsibility. They try to make other people feel guilty and then manipulate them with that. And that has certainly happened in my life and I walked around feeling guilty if I didn't help everybody that came to me. You know, there's some people that we are called to help and there are some people we're not. And that is very important, I learned in social work. And for me, I'm all about helping people that want help. Not everybody really wants help. And so I learned really quick not to, to, even though I really wanted to help others, not everybody wants help. And we have to remember, we have to remember that. So the, I think there are two different kinds of people. And there are those that over-function and there are those that under-function. 
And in the area of boundaries, when we overfunction, what happens is we lose our power and then our own lives become hard to manage. When we're trying to manage and help other people and we're taking their responsibility, then it puts more on us and it can derail us from the real things that I think God's called us for and that we're we're really responsible for doing. And so I think it's always important to ask God, what is my responsibility in this situation and what what is not? What happens is lazy people oftentimes put their responsibility onto others. Um, I have friends that have adult children and, you know, sometimes our adult children need to, we need to help them out and it's for a season. But then when it continues, we're really not even helping our adult children to mature and grow up and take responsibility for their own life if we're always providing everything everything for them. And so I want to tell you a story about just some things that I learned in Boundaries um, and how it kind of first started and how I was able to see that I was taking false responsibility. I think one of the hardest places to put boundaries in place is in our family. I think that's difficult. I know in my life it has been difficult, but the more I've done it in different relationships, the easier it's gotten and the freer, the, I have more freedom in my life. And it's, um, it's freeing and liberating when we recognize what is our God-given responsibility and what is not. And I will be quick to say that when we put boundaries in place, that sometimes people are going to react to that. They don't like it, but they will come around eventually. And in my life, what I have seen is when I have put that boundary in place, initially it's, it's not really liked. But then it creates an even better and deeper respect and relationship between me and my family member. So the story I'm going to tell you was back in uh, around 2003. And I remember sitting at my desk one day and I was just sitting there just overwhelmed at the stack of papers that was there. And I thought, you know, run, run, run. That's all I seem to do. You know, I run over to mom and dad's and I'm helping them. I run to work and try to, you know, knock things out here at work. Then I run home and I try to get dinner. And then I run to the basketball game for my son. Oh, and then I'm trying to call my daughter. You know, she's at college or my son, my older son was in college too. And then run to church and then run to the grocery store. And in the meantime, you know, kiss my husband and try to be a good wife. And I, I'm exhausted just saying all that when I think about it. But sometimes that can be the trap that we get into. And there are busier seasons of life, um, especially in motherhood. But again, it's important that we don't take on responsibility that's not ours. So what happened in my story is my mom began to show some really strange symptoms in her body and developed a rare autoimmune disease and it settled in her brain so it affected her thinking and this was about six months into her journey at first it was manageable and she and dad could handle it and then and then they couldn't it just got it got, got more and more 
And, you know, my father was having a difficult time accepting my mom's illness. And so he looked to me to fill those gaps. We only live a half a mile away. And so he was looking to me to, you know, do the laundry and, and help with the meals and go to my doc, my mother's doctor's visit and take care of household chores. And it, and I already had all those things I had to do for my own household. And I think for my daddy, my sweet daddy, I love my daddy and he's a great, great man. He was having such a hard time watching his trophy bride not be able to function like she had always functioned in their marriage. And when her illness first began, I was the executive director of the Christian Women's Job Corps of Kerr County. I had a son that was at the Naval Academy, I had a daughter at A&M, and my youngest was in middle school. And my husband worked out of town at that time, and so he was gone, and, and a lot of the shuttling of, our, of the child that was home, you know, fell on me, as well as I was trying to deal with people and social work, and that we're in crisis all the time, and uh, manage, manage other things. And I, you know, was taken off work to take mom to the doctor and help dad a little bit and overseeing things because we didn't know what was wrong with her. And I love my sweet mama dearly. And one day, I, well, I was sitting there and, you know, just thinking, run, run, run. It's all I do. I don't think I can keep up this pace. I'm, I'm, I'm falling behind in this. Um, I had a friend walk into my office and she walked in and she said, Kathleen, you don't look like yourself. Is everything okay? Can I help in any way? And so I began to tell her the story that I just told you and how I was having difficulty managing my life and managing everything that was going on. And she said, Kathleen, I think you need to ask God what is really your responsibility with your parents and what is false responsibility. And she very lovingly said that to me. And she, you know, and her words were confusing at first. But in my heart, I knew she was right. I was like, what is false responsibility? Am I not to help my parents because it says honor your father and mother? You know, what on earth is she talking about? And so we had a chat for a little while. And I decided to pray and seek the Lord. Okay, Lord, what is my responsibility? What do you hold me responsible for? And what is false responsibility that I have taken on myself? Because one of the strategies the enemy has is to wear us out and wear us down. And God was so faithful to show me how to set boundaries and protect myself and my family. And as I sought him, and it, this was over a course of, I don't know, a week, week and a half, the Lord began to show me that my first responsibility was to my husband, that I was in a covenant relationship with him. And that had to be a priority in my life. And I was like, all right, Lord, you're right. And I also knew I still had a child at home that I needed to raise. And these were my last few years to impart and invest in him and that God showed me that was my next responsibility as well as kind of coaching from a distance my my children that were now adults and in college and you know going on with their life 
But those relationships were the most important and those were the ones I needed needed to guard. I also knew that I was called and I felt like the Lord said, I've called you to this job. I've called you into full-time ministry. You have a responsibility there. And that's when I began to look for people that really wanted help and the people that didn't, it was okay. I could still love them, but I didn't spend and I didn't waste my time on them. And that might sound harsh, but again, not everybody genuinely wants help. They want you to do everything. Um, so then I began, once I kind of became clear, and, and then, then I felt like the Lord said, and your parents fall after that. You're not in covenant relationship with them. Yes, you honor them. Yes, you help. So I spent some more time seeking the Lord to show me what and how to how to put boundaries into place. And several weeks after that, I knew it was time to go address the issue. And so I went over to my parents' house and I said, I need to talk to you. And mom and dad, I want you to know how much I love you. I dearly love you. And mama, I'm sorry that you're sick and we can't figure out yet what's wrong with you. I know it's frustrating for you. Dad, I know that you need help, but I have to tell you from this day forward, this is what I will do and what I won't do. And I looked at my parents and I said, Dad, I will go to all mom's doctor's appointments because her illness is complicated and you need help to manage it. And I will take care of her medication. She took a lot of medication at that time and so I told my father, I said, I will come over and put those pills in the box and make sure that's easy and manageable for you. And in my mom's illness, she had gotten to where she wouldn't take medicine from my dad. And one of the things that was happening is because she wouldn't take it, my dad would call me and say, you need to get over here and give your mom her medicine. She won't take it for me. And I was leaving work and I was going to try to help mother and give her her medicine. And I looked at, I looked at my, my father and I said, you know, dad, I cannot come over and clean and do the laundry any longer. You're going to have to hire full-time help. I know you really don't want someone else in your house, but I can't do it anymore. And I'm happy to train the caregivers. I'm happy to manage that and make sure they come, but I can't do that any longer. And then I looked at my sweet mama and I said, Mama, I'm not going to leave work anymore to give you your medicine. You need this medicine. And if you don't take it, you know, you're really choosing to die. And you're going to have to choose. You're going to have to take it from dad or the caregiver. And if you die, I know I'll see you one day. You'll be, you'll be, you know, you'll be with Jesus and I'll see you one day. I'll miss you dearly. But I am not the Savior, and I can't keep you alive any longer. And you have to take your medicine from Dad and the caregiver. And, you know, I was real clear in what I would do and what I would not do in this conversation. And when I finished the conversation, probably the hardest conversation I've ever had, <laughs> or close to it at least, I stood up, I gave my mom and dad a kiss, affirmed my love for them, and I walked out the door. 
And I'm telling you, friends, when I walked out that door, I felt like a ton of bricks fell off my back. And I just began to cry tears of relief. I knew I had done the right thing. I knew everybody may not like it, and I knew I had to let go because I had to protect what was in my boundary. I had to protect my family, my marriage, my children, those God-given responsibilities that God had called me to. And yes, in the days that followed that conversation, my dad was irritated and our relationship was strained, but he finally, when he knew I meant it, he finally... Um, gave me the okay to interview caregivers and I trained those caregivers because I wanted my parents taken care of well and I did the medications and you know we hired some people and lo and behold mother began to take her medicine from dad and the caregivers and I kept my end of the bargain and folks I just want you to know that at that time, I didn't know. My mom was about six months into her illness. I didn't know mom was going to be sick for nine years. And she battled for nine years before she passed away. It was a marathon, folks. There's no way I could have kept going at that pace. And God was gracious to not tell me how long she was going to be sick um, or how long I was going to be doing it. But because I set boundaries in place, I was able to go the long haul. And I am so very grateful and thankful that God showed me what was my responsibility and what was false responsibility because little did I know at that time that my late husband would be gone in six years. And I think I would be full of so much regret because I had invested so much in my parents and not taking care of my marriage if I hadn't set those boundaries. And I can tell you, I put my husband first. I put my kids first. I put the things that God had called me to in ministry behind my family. But those boundaries protected me and they protected what was important to me. And you know, I'm just so grateful because God in his goodness sent that woman into my office and in his goodness made it a required read for me to read and learn about boundaries. And even to this day, I am practicing boundaries in different areas. I'm learning new things about it. And I'm telling you folks, if you are worn out and people are always looking to you, really step back and say what is my responsibility and what is theirs. And so, you know, to just be able now um, to treasure, I treasure the memories of taking care of my parents and I know I gave them all I had and what I could give, but I also know I put my husband first and I invested in my children and I did everything I could to honor my father and mother. And boundaries help us respect and honor other people, but they protect us. So just to wrap things up today, boundaries define what is mine and what is not. They define what is someone else's space and what is not. And they define what's my responsibility and what is not my responsibility. So. 
I want to encourage you to seek God and ask Him if you've taken up false responsibility, if you've picked up anything that is not yours to pick up. And we'll talk at another time about how we, how we set boundaries into place. Um, I don't have time to go into that today, but I'll talk to you a little bit more about that. And just some of the other experiences I've had and how I've navigated that. But we need boundaries to protect the things we love and the things that are important to us. And they're very important in our everyday life and walk with God. And God wants to be a part of your life. He wants to be a part of every single solitary bit of your life. And He wants to help you to become all that He's called you to be. God has called each and every one of us to do things for Him and in His life. And even in ministry, it's so easy to get our boundaries all mixed up. And we need to have that defined. So as we close today, I just wanna pray for you and bless you um, as you journey and talk to the Lord about boundaries in your own life. So Father, I thank you for this time with my friends, and I thank you for the things that you've called them to. Lord, I thank you that you're equipping your people in these perilous times that we live in right now um, with so many things going on around the world. Lord, I thank you that you Give us boundaries to protect ourselves and the things that are important to us. So I ask that you show me, that you show my friends what is our responsibility and what is false responsibility. And Lord, show us where we've picked up things and been carrying them that you haven't designed us to pick up and carry. And show us how to graciously hand those responsibilities back to the people that have tried to put them on us. Lord, help us to honor you in all that we do um, because God, only you, you know our future. And so we look to you to lead us, to guide us, to direct us. And thank you that your word tells us you'll do that when we seek you. And so I just speak a rich blessing on each person listening and their household in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, folks, thanks so much for listening, and please consider helping support this podcast. I now have listeners from 28 different countries, and there are expenses in, in this ministry, and you can go to my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com, and you can donate there. You can also purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief. So have a very good week, and I hope to hear from you.